Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. Today's episode is technology, more specifically the technology necessary to efficiently manage a condominium or homeowners association and a community association management company. From accounting and collections to data security, communications platforms, and even mobile apps, we're going to touch on all of it with today's guest, Steve Gothard, Director of Operations for Campco Management Company. Steve currently serves as Chair of CAI's Annual Conference and Expo Committee. Welcome, Steve, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Tony. I'm glad to be here. So why uh, are we talking uh, this year in particular about management companies uh, choosing to make the switch in technology? First, the economy is doing well, so the business outlook is bright for everyone. And secondly, and more importantly, technology has matured, and we have many cloud-based platforms that are scalable and affordable. This scalability enables management companies to get what they need now and the ability to grow later. That's very appealing as a business model. Also, the marketplace has settled on some important data points like Microsoft SQL or structured query language as the database of choice. Cloud hosting has also proven to be very secure and in this ultra secure mindset we're all in, that's an important point. We hold some of the most important personal and important information a family can have, and it's our job to ensure that we're good stewards of that data. Because we're mobile with multiple devices, 24-7 access is an important part of our lives today. People have these tools at work, and they want them at their home as well. So as the cost of doing business goes up, how can technology help a management company or a community uh, control these expenses? Take, for example, five to seven years ago, automating accounts payable seemed like a pipe dream. It's a very complicated process. Fast forward, and it's no longer a people process today. Vendors submit their invoices either via email or scanned image, and modern-day accounting systems read the invoice give it a first pass at coding it to assign the correct general ledger number and forwarding it on to the manager for their review. These systems can offer board review or even board approval if necessary. This system enables one or two people to monitor and process the work of many. By moving the core business processes to the cloud, we're removing the burden of on-premises server farms. The cost of the hardware, software, and even the operating systems goes away. What is gained in return is the secure knowledge that data is backed up seven plus times a day uh, if you're a Microsoft customer, and a business continuity plan, or also known as a disaster recovery plan, now looks totally different. If you have an installed voice over IP telephony system and a laptop, you can constitute your business anywhere and it's done in real time. The savings from all of that is significant. Steve, data security is at the forefront of everything we do online. We're all familiar with the the stories in the news, data breaches from places like Wawa or Target or any other number of establishments. So why is cloud hosting, given, given that environment, why is cloud hosting more secure than my office server? 
Cloud-hosted platforms run incremental backups, as I just said, multiple times a day. So in the event you must restore something, you're not going back a day or a week. You're going back an hour or three hours. So nothing is ever deleted in the cloud as well. Very few companies have ever actually had to do a restore and recoup data. While I know many of them have done backups, many of them have also never actually gone through the entire process to, to gain something that was deleted. Additionally, not every management company had redundant systems in place, and they didn't rotate their backups in a cycle. With the introduction of cloud hosting, all of this is now seamless, and it's not the responsibility of a single individual anymore, and that's the best part. There's a lot of options when discussing um, cloud, the cloud. How should a community association or a management company choose which cloud hosting platform to utilize? Great question. It depends on the landscape you're operating under. If you prefer the Google tools and the platform that they have, you'd want to extend that to make it a seamless integration to use all of Google's platform. If you're a Microsoft customer and you, and you want to use Office 365 and SharePoint, then you would choose their OneDrive solution as their backup. It's clearly the most popular because everyone uses the Microsoft tools. Finally, Amazon Web Services is the commercial workhorse for most SaaS systems or software as a service platforms. This is also where the NFL runs their next-gen stats, and we've all seen those if you've ever watched a game. There's also many other second-tier hosting platforms available. They're just not as robust as a Google or a Microsoft or an Amazon. There seems to be a growing list of new technology products to help management companies and community associations. <laughs> I'm laughing because I knew we arrived at our technological forefront when doggy doo doo DNA became a real thing in our industry. We have that and many other technologies which we can choose from today. Most of the large accounting applications have an app for your phone. Most allow you to gain an immeasurable amount of data within that phone. Many of those same packages offer work order applications and some even do full-scale maintenance applications. Imagine just a few years ago working from your smartphone. We couldn't even fathom it. There are also banking integrations that are now seamless. Third-party printing applications that allow you to print right from within the application. There are community-wide communications providers that allow you to notify every resident in a community on a street or in a condo or even on a given floor. This communication can be by phone call, text message, or even email. For anyone who's ever had an emergency, these kinds of applications are priceless. So, Steve, that brings up another question. Um, you know, given what we just talked about with cloud hosting and all of these apps on mobile devices, how important is it for a community association or a manager, you know, individuals involved in these technological uh, services to have a, uh, a robust antivirus uh, system running on their devices. It really needs to be a system that sits at the very core of any organization. Not only is it virus software today, but it's it's spamming, and spamming is is just crazy. It's phishing. We just had uh, an episode with a friend of mine who got phished, and without realizing it, because the phishing is. And by the way, that's P H I S H, not F I S H. The phishing is so sophisticated, they were able to glean their, their cell phone number and their address 
and their email address and and those things while they don't seem such a big deal on the surface with that little bit of information they can go digging and get so much more on a person so whether you're using a standalone system or a corporate system like silence um, which is uh you know that's that that sits at the at the root of of an organization's um virus software but today that software is so much more than just virus software they're looking for signatures of things because um we know that that that's how um all of this stuff starts and another interesting point there tony with phishing they might not do anything for three months or six months because they really want you to forget that that whole episode happened and then um, they strike again in a totally different way, and then they get a little more information, and then the damage really gets done. So, so you, it's very important. So you better have protection. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about websites. Um, what's the difference between just a website and a web portal? And if you're in charge of making the decision between the two, how do you decide? Okay. So a website is www.yourcommunity.com. And anybody can go to that, and anybody can see the pictures, and anybody, um, whether you live in the community or not, um, can get to the landing page or the initial page. A portal is a much more secure community-based site that you have to have a username and password for in order to get there. And in a portal, when you're logged in, you can check on the work order that you submitted. You can submit a work order. You can check on your, your violation status if you have a violation. You can pay your monthly assessment. You can see your governing docs. And it's all in a secure environment. Now, some portals will also add a community calendar if, if that's where you want to go. But but for the most part, communities are moving away from websites for residents and going to a portal platform. And the website is for people that want to join the community. If the community wants to show prospective buyers, this is what we have going on in our community. It's more of a marketing tool. So the portal is for the resident. The website's really for everyone else. Okay. Let's pretend for a moment that I'm on the board of my community association and we've just approved implementation of electronic voting for our elections. How should we go about implementing that? Okay. First off, you have to make sure your governing documents allow you to vote electronically. More importantly, what constitutes a quorum? I can be in person or I can be present. I can't be present online. So depending on how the documents are written, you may need to update them to allow an electronic presence. That's the first thing. Once that's done, what you really have to do is educate the community and then do a, 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 some sample tests. Tony, if I say to you, we're going to do a survey, that's going to elicit one set of emotions from you maybe it stirs something maybe it doesn't if i say tony we're going to vote electronically that elicits an entirely different set of emotions and now people get nervous over that well guess what they're the same thing every four years in this country we take a survey to see who's going to be president so so we don't get nervous over that and and we just need know, to understand some people do <laughs> <laughs> we just need to understand that this can be done in a secure manner 
And we also don't want to take the paper away from people because maybe at the last minute they decide they don't want to vote electronically. Well, you give them a paper option. There are many, many organizations, uh, community association, institute, business partners around the country that do electronic voting and it's done very securely. The state of Florida is leading the way. Should be no surprise that it's also the largest HOA state in the country, but they're leading the way. And some of that is because they have residents that are snowbirds, so they're not there half of the year. Well, they still want to vote on things. So we definitely have the ability to to do this securely and we have the ability to to take this technology and, and make it work for us. But I would start with a survey first, and I would start with some assistance from a company that does this so they can guide you through it. You mentioned uh, you know paper backup, have, having the ability to, to if, if you do have online voting, having the ability to have someone vote by paper. Um, you know, printing and, and mailing has changed dramatically with technology. We often hear people say things like, we don't outsource our printing, stuffing, and mailing because it's cheaper for us to do it in-house. Is it? I would, uh, I would uh, challenge anybody who seems to think it's cheaper to do it in-house. Um, it's been my experience that it's not cheaper. And for, for one reason, any in-house mailing operation, typically because a manager, it's done, being done for their community, they're going to be involved in it at some point, and that's not what you're paying a manager to do. I know early on, uh, when when my wife would bring uh, stuff home, we would fold and stuff and print, but that's a very, very long time ago. And just for, for our listeners, your wife is a community association manager. That Yes, that, that is correct. So I reached out to an industry uh, printer, and I got some pricing. And um, so number 10 envelope, one page stuffed and, and out the door, minus the postage, 24 cents, and a second page for 8 cents. And I don't know that anybody's going to do a two-page mailing minus the postage for 32 cents. That's, that, that's a very, very reasonable number. And the other thing, once you submit everything, you don't have to worry about it. It's done. You can track it. These systems also give you the ability to to adjust the invoice so you can possibly recoup some of your costs for getting that mailing out the door. It just doesn't happen automatically. You know, there's a lot that goes into collecting all of the the um, names and, and addresses, and you pull that off of your accounting system, and then you upload it to one of the big vendors or one of the small vendors. It doesn't matter who it is. They, it's all pretty much the same process, and then you have to make sure that, that, that it's all done. But I would say printing uh, in-house is definitely not a savings. Well, and, and especially when you consider in the la- factor in the labor, obviously, that, that's a big uh, consideration. Um, Steve, thanks for joining me today. This was a great conversation about technology issues. A lot of community associations and management companies are going through these very same discussions these days. So this is very timely. Um, If you'd like more information on management company services provided by uh, Steve's company, Camco, please visit them online at www.camcomgmt.com. And for more resources, and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, 
please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>